0: I'd like to share with you a fascinating story about the Panovitcherov. Besides being a great tzaddik and a he was also known as a prolific fundraiser, and he constantly traveled around the world to raise money for the Panovitcher Yeshiva. He was a very charismatic person and a dynamic speaker, so he would travel from town to town and make appeals for his yeshiva. One time, he arrived to a certain city in America, and the whole town was a buzz. "The great Panovitcherov is in town," they said. And finally, it's Shabbos morning, and the shul is packed. And right before Kriya Satayra, the Gabbai gives him the signal to go up and speak. And as he's about to approach the podium, the Rav of the shul goes over to him, and he tells him, Panovich, Rav, you should know that in this town we have a custom that all the tzedakah that gets collected here is given only to the local Moisdes. That's our policy here. And therefore, we're not going to give any tzedakah to Panovich. However, since you are a great Baldarshan and an inspiring speaker, please go ahead and give your speech anyway. The wasn't faced. He gets up to the podium. It was Parsha Shemois and he says, I had a speech prepared, but circumstances have changed. So let me share with you another thought that I have on the Parsha. And he says this incredible word. When Moshe Rabbeinu was put in a basket and placed into the Nile River, the Pasik says, And his sister Miriam stationed herself at the bank of the river, to know what would happen to him. As the Panavich This child had a father and a mother. He had a brother. Where were they? Can you imagine putting your three-month-old baby in the Pacific Ocean and you just walk away? You don't even look back? You continue on with your life like nothing happened? Where was Amram and Yecheved? Why didn't they stick around to watch what the end result would be with their son? So you might say that perhaps they were hoping for a miracle, but the gravity of the situation was just so enormous, so overwhelming, they just couldn't bear to watch. And that's why they weren't there. If that's the case, what about Miriam? Why did she stay? So he said something incredible. The Gemara says that Miriam was a prophetess, and she knew B'nevua, that her mother would give birth to a son that would be the Moshe on Israel. She knew that her brother Moshe will be the savior of Klai Yisrael. Therefore, she knew all along that some way, somewhere, somehow, little Moshe will be safe from the river. She knew that Hashem would perform a miracle on his behalf and would rescue him. Said the Panovitcherov, you know why Miriam stayed? Because she wanted to witness the miracle. And she wanted to observe who will be that person who will be zoiche to physically carry out Hashem's mission and take Moshe out of the river. And when Baspari came along and stretched out her arm and expanded like elastic, Miriam was rewarded for her patience. And she was able to see the amazing miracle happen right before her eyes. So now Panovicharov turns to the crowd and he says, "Let me tell you something. Panovichy Yeshiva will survive. In fact, it will thrive and it will outlive all of us. The only question is how. Who will have the schust to do it? Who will have the foresight and the wisdom to want to be part of it? And that's why I travel around from town to town to meet those lucky people, to meet all those Miriams around the world. And indeed." His words prove to be prophetic. The idea is, when we see a davar of a, kidusha, a shul, a yeshiva, an organization being built, our attitude should be, I want to be part of it. I want to have a chalik in the Torah, or the tefilahs, or the chesed that will be performed in those places. There are people that will give a donation, even a small amount, to every Makam Torah, to the mayor, to Panovich, to BMG. Why do they do that? Because there are guaranteed returns in this type of investment. There's an attitude that something significant, something dramatic is happening here. And I want to be part of it. There's a yeshiva that has tamidim that are learning thousands of hours a week. And I want to have a share in that learning. I want to be part of it. I want to be zoichet to a in there, Taira. I don't want to lose out on this unbelievable opportunity. And I want a portion of that. People will invest a small amount of money in every new coin that comes along, in every new company, every IPO being offered. They rationalize, I can never own or be a CEO of such a company. But that doesn't preclude me from benefiting from their earnings. So I'll buy some shares and reap their benefits. Similarly, when it comes to Torah institutions, I will never be a Rebbe or a Sheshiva. I will never have the opportunity to learn all day or be a Marbet's Torah. So I'll contribute to multiple yeshivas so that I can acquire a small share in the Torah of every yeshiva. In the words of the Panavich Guaranteed, to be the greatest investment ever made. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.